0: in the pre-show with me. Is that what you're doing?
1: Welcome to Dunston Checks In.
0: That's not a good starting point, but we're in it now.
1: The best podcast about the 1996 eight <laughs> film Dunston Checks In. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown, and we're here to talk about minute 68 of Dunston Checks In. That's correct. Uh. Minute 68 has been randomly paired with The Santa Claus That's correct Which was my choice of film Yes So I will decide when to talk about it
0: Yeah, and how to connect it To Dunstan & Checks Inn I don't actually think you'll have that hard of a time With The Santa Claus for some reason No
1: uh, So shall we get into the minute? Let's do it Oh, you know what I just
0: realized? Dude, you're gonna fucking hate me so much Oh no I just now realized that I did not watch the minute. Oh, my God. Now, does that mean we pause here? Or does that mean does that mean that this is still pre-show?
1: <laughs> we so, pause here. OK. <laughs> and we'll we'll when you watch the minute, we'll come back in and say, OK, now I'm going watch the minute.
0: OK, I'm going to start watching the minute.
1: Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> so
0: I was, smart. you know, I didn't
1: even think of that. I I wanted to maybe rewatch the minute as well, but I, okay.
0: I, so let's just both watch the minute a couple oh times. God. Okay.
1: What is the sixty-eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Emily has watched the minute now. That's correct. <laughs> <clears throat> that was uh, that was really fun. Um, <laughs> I you know I hadn't you know I could have used a refresher myself, so that worked out fine. Okay. Uh, so minute sixty-eight. Yeah. Uh, it starts with, you know, one
0: shy of uh, nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> um, they're showing off the cake. It's uh, it's, you know, the end of the last scene yeah. where uh, Mrs. Dubrow had taken Lord Rutledge uh, kind of forcefully from the elevator and uh, is trying to show him how great the crystal ball is. Yes. And how opulent and all the fancy people are there.
0: Yeah. All so ahead. we get a nice high angle shot of everything. Mm hmm.
1: Uh, so then we we now cut back to uh, Kyle and Dunstan are escaping. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, to him, "Come here, come on, Dunstan. I know a great way out of here." Yeah. Uh, and then he goes up to a painting that is behind a couch. Right. This, yes. And he uh, uh, swings it open. It's on a um, it's on a hinge. Yeah. And behind the painting is a dumb waiter.
0: This seems like an unlikely piece of hotel architecture to me. Extremely (laughs) because I sort of understand the impulse to hide the dumb waiter from guests, Mm -hmm. but if there's a couch in front of it, anyone, any staff that would need to use that dumb waiter would like need to either be standing on the couch like Kyle is or move the couch. Uh, Also, the painting just if, if if it just opens, there's no like key or anything. It just opens. So it's like it is both not great as a functional thing for the staff to use and also not that well hidden because any guest could just like tug on that painting and it would open right up.
1: Yeah, it's also uh, I could see it being the case where someone's sitting on that couch and the staff has to ask them to move. Yeah. Uh. I, I would say this kind of uh, thing, a dumb waiter or any kind of service elevator, is normally just in a uh, uh, employees only area. Exactly.
0: And uh, here, maybe, maybe here's my theory. I guess maybe it was previously in uh, an, an employees only area before a remodel, mm. and then um, rather than like rebuild it, they just sort of did this to hide it away, and they don't actually ever use that um, dumb waiter now that it is now a guest area. But I, I, I don't know.
1: Well, you know, if they rebuild it, then they will come. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
0: um, I guess this does this does uh, plug one of your plot holes that you're always bitching about, uh, which is that how do uh, Dunstan and Kyle sneak around so easily? If there are like secret passageways like this, I would think that would aid them them greatly.
1: Oh, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, by literally within this same minute, it is, uh, uh, or by. Oh, but by by the next minute, I think that kind of thing is blown wide open all over again.
0: Yeah, true.
1: (laughs) Um, So they get in the dumbwaiter. And then first of all, then uh, I mean, just building off of everything that you pointed out. The other problem is they get in the dumbwaiter and the painting doesn't close behind them. Yeah, there's no way to 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 do that. So I mean, I guess someone would be able to close it.
0: Yeah, normally you wouldn't be inside the (laughs) dumbwaiter.
1: But then that's not really if that's their secret method of getting around someone to come around and see that open.
0: Sure. I mean, Kyle could have also reached out and closed it. He just didn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then he presses the button and a red light comes on as they are are going down. So this is Kyle is in a secret method of transport, sending him down to a lower part of the hotel. I would like to talk about the Santa Claus.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that checks. <laughs> that makes sense. Kyle is
1: played by Eric Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, who plays the sun in the mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, that's why I initially chose it to be paired with uh, with a minute randomly, mm-hmm. uh, because the, the sun connection. And that was released. Santa Claus was in 94. Yeah. So he's a little bit younger there. This
0: is a two years prior Eric Lloyd.
1: Yeah. He could have been around the same age, though, given the way that sometimes movies take a little bit to come out. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, just, it's it's hard to tell, but does it say, um,
0: does it does it feel
1: like they took a lot of time on Dunstan? Do you? <laughs> no, it looks like they rushed it. Exactly. Uh, what what is your uh, what is your association with the Santa Claus?
0: Uh, you know, I was a fan as a child. I'll mm-hmm. say that um, it was it was a treasured Christmas 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 memory uh-huh. uh, for me. uh uh, but i had not seen it in in a good 15 years minimum wow uh, prior to today not today i watched it two days ago but you know what i'm saying
1: Mm -hmm. how about you uh i will say i remember liking it Mm -hmm. but and now that i've watched it again all of my liking emotions were for the santa claus 2 Sure,
0: and in fact, I remember liking it, and I remember more recently not liking it. Is what I'll say about the Santa
1: Claus. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's, watch. Uh,
0: yeah, something that I've written down here is that this is a Dunstan quality movie with a Christmas sheen. This oh, is yeah. like the Santa Claus is as bad as Dunstan checks in, but the you know people's nostalgia for Christmas, I think, just it 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 passes itself off as better, and I, is better remembered for that. But I don't I think also it's earned.
1: Yeah, I also think that a lot of this movie was, you know, what if Tim the Toolman Taylor was in a Santa Claus movie?
0: See, but it's not that because he's like business marketing man. And in fact, there's one point where he even picks up a tool belt in Santa's workshop, starts to put it on and then like shakes his head and sets it aside in a fun little meta reference to Tim the Toolman Taylor.
1: But he makes the noise.
0: Yeah, but that's just a Tim Allen thing. Like he did that in his up before Home Improvement.
1: Well then I guess that's that's what I'm associating and with. And we, we have talked about this. We do like the noise. <laughs> yeah, we do like the noise.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen sucks, but the noise
1: is good. Yeah, we ha- we can isolate the noise from him and take it away. Yeah right yeah. whenever we want and we're doing and
0: it right. I, now. I Tim Allen the thing about Tim Allen in this movie and Tim Allen in most, most movies is that he's just not a likable person. <laughs> no. Uh, I have a note here that just says Tim Allen must be destroyed. Um, mm-hmm. I think a a, a hallmark of Tim Allen movies is that he's like a horrible asshole at the start of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, we're supposed to like him, despite the fact that he has not really changed.
1: Yeah, I I really struggled with that watching this movie again, (laughs) where I I went, now, wait a second. He learned nothing.
0: He learned nothing. I mean, at the end of the movie, he does like. He says that he's a better person now, like he, yeah. he seemingly is, is a more selfless person. But uh, there's there's no indication of, of, of that change ever having happened. It's just like, well, I'm Santa now.
1: Yeah, he kind of the implication is, is that he's a better Santa now. And I don't even yeah. think that's true.
0: No. Well, I'll, although I will ask, how was the original Santa so bad at his job that just one person shouting caused him to fall off the roof and die immediately?
1: Yeah, that's really, it's, it, God, this movie's so weird.
0: <laughs> it's how, not a very strange movie.
1: I don't understand how this is exactly, you know, th- this movie starts with killing Santa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of the DNA of this movie. Santa mo- must die.
0: <laughs> yeah. The movie starts with killing Santa and like a weirdly heavy focus on the Rose Suchuk ladder joke. Um, yeah. Which
1: I, wh- where did that ladder come from?
0: I don't know. It also is like, I don't know what the point they're making is like. So the kid who's uh, Charlie in this, which I will point out is like, not as a b- believable a name for that kid as Kyle. I don't think, I think that yeah. is one area where Dunstan straight up does it better. Wow. Um, but uh, he, he hears he's uh, Tim Allen is reading a nightmare, a nightmare, a night before <laughs> Christmas to him. And he's got the line a rose such a clatter, which the kid thinks is a rose, such a ladder. But then, like, there's the reveal that a rose such a ladder is genuinely part of Santa lore. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's like, <laughs> I guess I can't blame them for having fun with
1: words because that's what I do all the time. But th- th- there's really nothing more to it than that. I See, now you're saying that it's, it's part of Santa lore. But I, I think the implication was supposed to be that Santa magic... Created oh, it.
0: because he believed in it. Santa yeah. magic created it. That's interesting.
1: But I don't understand. Was that the last bit of Santa magic from Dying Santa? Yeah. Or was that maybe. Tim Allen Santa's beginning magic?
0: Well, or or maybe Santa magic always is just is generated by a child's belief. Hmm. And it I has, mean, it, in fact, it is. You know, the Santa is the receiving, but it, it it still it emanates from the children.
1: I think that is the case in many Santa-based films.
0: Yeah that's and, the, you know
1: Santa must have belief.
0: Santa Tinkerbell Shake Hand meme you have to believe for the magic to work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, this movie's not
1: very good. No. <laughs> it's not. I I don't even know what else to say about it because it's just it's uh not very funny. No. Uh, it is it is there's a lot of body horror.
0: It's not even good. They, they don't lean hard enough into the body horror for it to be enjoyable though. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also just like, it makes a lot of weird choices. There's like the part where he's eating, where he's becoming Santa so he wants to eat nothing but sugar mm-hmm. um, and he's in the office and he's like grossing out all his co-workers because he's he's eating all this like ice cream and shit. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that, that scene is scored by the Jeopardy music. The yeah. f- specifically the final Jeopardy music yeah. and it's just that song has such a super specific association and it's not what's happening in the scene. It's such a, it's such a bizarre choice.
1: Yeah, it really is. It truly, really, truly is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can't even make sense of a lot of this movie. It's just really a lot <laughs> of stuff happens. I, I remember being confused at one point in my life. Why, how did, I thought it was only a few weeks before Christmas. And then I thought, well, why was Santa even there? The movie doesn't make it very clear that it's like a full year passes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the, at the start of the movie, he says, all right, you can go when he, when, when Santa, when Tim Allen has become Santa and he's talking mm-hmm. to Bernard, the elf, uh, Bernard says, you can go home today, but you got to check in with us at Thanksgiving to get mm-hmm. ready for, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he takes Kyle back right when he goes back to check in. And then the next time we see is Kyle's, you know, judge Reinhold and Kyle's mom Mm -hmm. um, who has a Bob haircut at at, at an interesting time in history when a Bob haircut didn't imply that you were either like quirky or a lesbian. It was just, you could just have a mainstream Bob haircut as a woman, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're looking for him. Like it just makes that cut. But if we're, if we're to go by the timeline established by the film, Scott Calvin has kidnapped Charlie for a full month.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just, it's just a weird detail that is just sort of swept under the rug.
1: I think there's also this, um, um, this tendency for, for Christmas movie writers mm-hmm. to want to get Santa arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. There's a lot of scenes of Santa un- in custody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um,
1: and this is just part of that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Of, they have a lot of acronym fun also at the North Pole. Mm. Um, one of the acronyms that I see, that I saw in the background of one shot, was like elves were going into the station that was just labeled NPR. Okay. But I don't know what NPR stands for in the context of Santa's workshop in this movie.
1: Huh. Yeah, That's I just a
0: lingering question I have. It's I, <laughs> not the film. I, I don't know what it meant. I don't know what that joke was. Like, it, they're obviously going for a joke there because NPR is something that is real and that people know.
1: Mm-hmm. North Pole Research Radio?
0: Radio, maybe.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, they really. And, and this movie really does a weird, uh, you know, lean into like technology of the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: situations. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's also uh, it's pretty, nope. pretty hugely anti-therapy, which, which was I feel was a, a, a real uh, talking point in the 90s. Yeah. God, <laughs> I do like that. This movie is in a lot of ways a reverse Dunstan in that in Dunstan, uh, Eric Lloyd is making an extraordinary claim um, that specifically his father doesn't believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because most of the other people that he interacts with do believe in him. Like, Brian believes him. Lord Rutledge obviously knows what's going on. And that's mm-hmm. really most of the people that he interacts with. Uh, in this movie, he's making an extraordinary claim that only the father knows to be true. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of fun.
1: Do you, now, do you think uh, him him Santa falling off the roof had anything to do with his name being Scott Calvin? He already had the SC. <laughs> so so sort of
0: whether he whether on a conscious level or not on some level at least subconsciously what you're suggesting is that the old santa claus knew this was his time to die and that's why maybe he was a little loud on the roof to wake them up and why he uh fell off when when scott calvin said hey yeah i don't i don't think there's evidence to support that i'm sorry
1: because uh, the thing that i i would like to see now the santa claus um series is pretty much done uh, mm-hmm. we haven't seen a new one in like 14 years
0: i wouldn't be surprised if there was a disney plus reboot much in the same way that there's a disney plus reboot of home alone uh, now what, apparently,
1: yeah what i wouldn't mind is a santa claus prequel about the old santa yeah
0: or just sure. any other Santa throughout. <laughs> yeah, maybe historic Santa. Maybe the, maybe they do an anthol- a, a straight-to-Disney-plus anthology series where every episode is a different Santa from this timeline.
1: Yeah, because I, I have to wonder, how long is a Santa a Santa before they stop, you know? Well, sure.
0: Um, it seems like they, the only way out is, is to die. Yeah, there
1: is no retirement. <laughs> yeah. Unless they have, like, a fourth... You know the because the the gist is that every time they make a new movie, it's like oh we we looked at the in the in the writing of the legalness of the card, yeah, and we found another Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, do you think that some of the other Santas in this universe have? Uh, I mean, maybe this was what the old maybe this is what the Santa wasn't back doing. Have, maybe they are ending their own lives to sort of free themselves from the hellish existence of being Santa
1: Claus. You know, I have to wonder. I have. To yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it can't be easy being an eternal being of goodness and light. No, it certainly can't. Knowing everyone's, you know, sins and uh, and pleasantries.
0: Although I guess like you get to leave on the 26th and not come back till Thanksgiving. Like there's probably a good amount of the year where you can just cool out for a little bit.
1: I, I will say it, you're now touching upon an element of Santa, a Santa, a version of Santa that I enjoy, but I don't think there's enough of in the world. Vacation uh-huh. Santa. Sure.
0: You love to see Santa in like sunglasses, open oh. Hawaiian shirts, swim shorts, surfing on a, maybe. On a beach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I, that is a great image.
1: I love that Santa.
0: Is that what Santa is for people in the Southern Hemisphere when it's summer in December? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to Google. Here's what I'm going to Google. Ready? Okay. What does... Santa look like on the southern
1: hemisphere. You you should have typed in Australian Santa.
0: Yeah, you know honestly, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I think that's a surfing Santa.
0: Yeah, you know in fact I am just, I'm okay, I'm not necessarily disappointed. The first image I'm seeing is from New Zealand and it's a guy who's sort of in the traditional Santa from the waist up except in a short sleeve. Mm. Uh, He's wearing just looks like a pair of black cargo shorts on the bottom Mm -hmm. uh, sunglasses and he's riding like a comically I guess it's I guess it's a normal size tractor It just looks large to me someone who's not a farmer (laughs) Uh, he's riding a tractor in a parade oh in a parade. Yeah that's followed by a bunch of uh, people on ATVs who are not dressed up at all (laughs) You're just not like even elf <laughs> no, just normal dudes in ATVs. <laughs> um, oh, I am now going to Google Australian Santa. Yeah, I am seeing a lot of basically what we described. Uh, yeah. I see a red tank top, green swim trunks, sunglasses, surfboard. I like yeah. that we most people can agree that if Santa what in summertime, Santa does surf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's pretty that that seems like something he'd do.
0: That's like a, a, a just a, a Jungian idea that we all connected <laughs> to as we all want to see Santa Claus surfing.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah, so that's I mean, that's all I got on um, the Santa Claus. I um, believe uh Eric Lloyd returns for both of the sequels. Am I wrong? Am I, I am my, tell you. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will say one last thing I want to say about the Santa Claus. There's a moment where he's riding the sleigh for the first time, just like along the road mm-hmm. and a guy sees him. Now I understand that you don't necessarily want to imply drunk driving um, in a kid's movie, but Mm -hmm. I do think that moment would have uh, landed a lot better if like after that guy had seen the, um, the reindeer, Mm -hmm. he like picked up like a bottle of a bottle with three X's on it and like Mm -hmm. threw it out the window to get rid of it because he was seeing things.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good one. They (laughs) they left that one on the, on the, on the table and they shouldn't have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to DM you a, an image that I've seen of, oh, a, of a certain Australian Santa. Oh, no. So uh, just go ahead and check your, your Discord DMs in one second.
1: Oh, God. Oh, I'm God. not. I'm so scared of what I'm about to see. <laughs>
0: you Maybe you should be. Is what oh, say to you. no. Um, just check out that Santa. Uh, it's loading in right now. And... There it is. Oh, I
1: see the notification. I'm clicking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is an image that someone made for 2018. Merry Christmas, Christmas
0: 2018. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you think this is a specific character or do you think this is someone's OC?
0: I'll tell you the image, like the file name is just hot Australian Santa. Okay. I
1: believe is, is there an earring situation? I think there's a mistletoe earring. Yes. All right. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah i mean people are attracted to santa and sometimes people want to be more attracted to santa so they draw him like that sure <laughs> all right you want to get back to dunstan yeah so back in the minute
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh the red light goes off uh uh so the we see the uh Roxanne the does
0: not the dance though
1: yeah we see the the, the dumb waiter go down mm-hmm. then we cut to a woman laughing yes Uh, And whoever she was talking to and laughing at, perhaps their joke, perhaps whatever they said, they walk away and she notices Buck Lafarge. Yeah. And he introduces himself. She says, oh, I I haven't I don't believe I've met you. She seems
0: attracted to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Very much so. And he says, Buck Lafarge, animal security.
0: Yeah. And then he Uh, says, how's it hanging?
1: How's it hanging? Classic. Good.
0: (laughs) Sure. Now, when someone says, how's it hanging?
1: hmm
0: they are they talk about dicks
1: uh either that or balls yeah right uh i could see either one
0: it's not something you should say to a woman is what i'm
1: gonna say well it's not something i think you should say in a situation like buck lafarge is in <laughs> true uh and so he admires uh the fur that she's wearing which i believe is a stole is that what we call it the, sure, the fur yeah. around the neck yeah uh, and then he says the name of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is uh, I I th- I wrote I wrote it phonetically, and then I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mustela erminia.
0: Mustela erminia.
1: And he says it's a member of the weasel family. And in fact, it is a stoat. That is the specific animal that it is. Okay. Uh, the lady is at first impressed when he when he likes her stole. Yeah. And then upset when he says member of the weasel family. She gives a big
0: oh. Uh, but I mean, I, I see, I don't like I don't like this joke.
1: <laughs> sure. It's, I don't think it's that funny because
0: it's just it's just kind of stupid. Like, mm. uh, like, I feel like a mink is like the height of like fanciness in a stole. Mm. And that's also part of the Weasel family. Yeah. You know?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I think the implication here is that that lady doesn't know this. I guess. And that this guy is obsessed with animals, so of course he knows that.
0: I don't know. I just think it's... uh, I I think it's just a very lazy joke.
1: Yeah, I I would have liked to seen uh, these two have a happy ending. How about you?
0: (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But how about you weirdly felt like a gotcha question?
1: (laughs) I think... uh, No, I, I, I just mean in the sense of these kinds of kids' movies... The, the final shot of every kid's movie is like every single person is paired up with someone else for no reason. Yeah. Other than it's a kid's movie and apparently teaching heteronormativity is the way to go.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, I, yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves offended.
1: Yes. And then um, a, yeah. a waiter comes up.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, offers champagne. Mm hmm the Farge says, is it free? Yeah, very, that, no, that, that was very funny. Yeah, that I liked. That was good. Uh-huh. Uh, he, so he takes one because it's free. And then there's that moment that you see this a lot in like uh, sitcoms where a character has to not do anything for an, uh, like in sitcoms. It's usually because they're waiting for it's the kind of acting where they're waiting for an applause break to die. So they just mm-hmm. kind of have to stand awkwardly. Here, the waiter, like, he has no reason to stick around after Buck Lafarge takes the first glass of champagne. But because it's in the script that he's going to take a second, he has to wait. Yeah. And you can just see this awkward moment where the waiter is like, logically, there is no reason for me to stay. But on a meta level, I know that I must so that he can take the second <laughs> glass of champagne.
1: Yeah, because Buck Lafarge does, he does do a, a beat where he yeah. is uh, just holding the one glass, walking away and then doubles back. Yeah. So, yeah, the waiter literally has no reason to still be standing there. Yeah. Um,
0: And then after that, there was a moment where I believed that a woman behind Buck Lafarge was checking out his ass.
1: Oh, for sure. I definitely (laughs) saw that as well.
0: (laughs) But upon upon review, I believe she was just like turning around to hear her friend who was walking behind her.
1: She but her eyes were pointed at Buck Lafarge's rear end. I think she might have snuck a peek. Whether or not she truly turned around to hear she she saw what she wanted to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Uh,
1: so then uh, now we cut back to the dumb waiter is now uh, at the bottom, uh, presumably in the basement, some some kind of kitchen area uh who, who knows? Yeah, uh, because they, they they get out of it, Kyle and Dunstan.
0: It does look like a kitchen area. there's like uh like buffet dishes that are like being stored there, it looks like
1: mm. They, they start to go around a corner, but then they pause.
0: Yeah, there's um, also like a big shelf of bread.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they pause at the corner to peek around it, Yeah. Uh, Kyle puts his arm see? around Dunstan. What do you think about that? They're friends, you know? That's a real chummy moment.
0: Yeah, it is. Very, it's very chummy. Um, then they're going they to be worried that Jaws is going to show up. It's so chummy.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> they're going to need a bigger Dunstan. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, so then um, the I, I told myself to look up this character's name, but I'm just going to call him Abe. Abe comes around the corner with the dog. Yeah. Do you remember Abe? No. He was at the beginning of the movie. Okay. He was somehow involved in their prank with the fountain. Was he the one they were avenging? No. I think they were trying to get after... Um, I don't remember that guy's name either. Zach.
0: <laughs> In my memory, they were avenging someone who was rude to an employee that they liked.
1: They, they, were, were going- they
0: were avenging the employee that they liked by, by trying to spray the employee that was
1: mean to that. other. Oh, guy. then yeah, I think they were avenging this, this man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are correct. Okay. Um, and so he's an older gentleman. And so he oh. comes around the corner with the dog, uh, Buck yeah. Lafarge's dog. And he's just calling this dog dog. Yeah. Which I thought was odd. Yeah, no, he doesn't even, you know, it's no name is given for the dog, essentially. Yeah. Uh, So he he gets he comes down a hallway, but he stops halfway through, Mm -hmm. much like security guards in every video game and and has a seat. Yes. (laughs) And uh,
0: uh, it kind of looks like he's just taken a rest. I think he's just his I think his job right now is to just watch the is to keep the dog out of sight from the party. And this is the place to do it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like a concrete hallway. Like it, it's not a public area for sure.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an extension of the kitchen. I don't know why you I don't know why you're so unsure about it. There's a there's shelves of bread.
1: They're storing the kitchen equipment in it. Well, th- this hallway seems like it's it's this is the hallway to something else.
0: To the kitchen.
1: But I mean, from there's the kitchen There's no question to, here. I don't know. It doesn't this hallway doesn't feel kitchen-like to me. Okay. The kitchen feels like the where the dumbwaiter exits is the kitchen.
0: I, I would argue that where the dumbwaiter exits is, is merely an extension of this storia uh area story st- uh, storage area that is an add-on to the kitchen because there's also chairs
1: stored in there. You did have it right. It's the storia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so let's let's talk about what happens next with the dog.
1: Sure. So uh, so I mean Abe says to the dog, we're gonna sit here. Yeah. That's what he says to the dog.
0: And then the dog growls, according to my ears. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but not according to my eyes.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: It is very extremely obviously not growling. And yet we hear the sound of a growl
1: because the last thing that we see in this minute is the dog looks over towards camera towards Dunstan and Kyle
0: while like panting. Yeah. While doing a specific thing with its mouth that is not growling.
1: The growl was definitely added in post and they did not care if it didn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's how that went. And that's the end of the minute.
0: Yeah, this is a I'm going to return to a what should be a catchphrase of this show. If it's not, this was a bad minute.
1: Yeah, it's bad for like so many reasons. But I think the number one reason why it's bad is we don't get a name for this dog. Yeah. That should have that should have happened here. And we just don't have a name for this dog.
0: No, they, they couldn't even give us that.
1: Yeah, they just he literally calls it dog. This
0: movie asks so much of us and it gives so little in return honestly (laughs)
1: uh all right so do you do you want to reveal what next minute pairing is minute 69 nice it's a very it's a nice
0: minute and so we needed to pair a nice movie with it and that is why we will once again be talking about the 1993 live action adaptation of super mario brothers
1: yes finally a good movie
0: (laughs) finally a good movie finally Gordon Ramsey voice. Finally, some good movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: Um, uh, plugs? All right.
1: So uh, you can find me on other podcasts, such as Nothing New, a remake podcast that I do with Justin on. Every month we talk about remakes. Uh, for the uh, current month that we're in, uh, you'll be hearing uh, very soon our episode on 101 Dalmatians which Ooh. Disney did back in the sixties. And then they did a live action version in the nineties. Yes. About classic nineties movies that are full of the nineties tropes. That's one of them.
0: Oh, sure. I believe it. I don't remember that movie at all, but I do know based on like video evidence that it was like my favorite movie as a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone had 101 Dalmatian fever. If they were born yeah. in that time frame. that was yeah. <laughs> you, you, you had to have it. Of course. Um, and so check that out, uh, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can listen to It's On My List. It's because on
0: my list, It's on my list.
1: And that's a show where me and a couple of friends get together and talk about movies that people say you should see or that we believe people should see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, check that out. Uh, it's on my list, pod.com. And, kiss, you, all nice. and you can find me on twitter and instagram at podcaster andrew you can find
0: me on twitter and instagram and twitch at very cool Emily. uh i do another podcast as well also with justin Kezon. it's called go go godzilla uh check that check all that out Check it all out uh, we have a patreon that you can support patreon.com slash johnston nope patreon.com slash Dunstan checks yep <laughs> okay uh and if you uh you give some money there a uh, portion of the proceeds will be given to uh r-a-i-c-e-s um what yeah, else do we YouTube. fucking do yeah youtube check YouTube, it out just search go YouTube. for
1: well yeah go to youtube but also hey, go search. to the youtube remember oh no <laughs> search for Dunstan Checksman. you will find uh, a collection of short films that i've created yeah which uh, mash up the trailer for the movie that we're talking about with the minute that we're talking about. That's correct. Uh, and sometimes they're easy to make and sometimes they're hard. I, yeah. Santa Claus gave me no room. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, most of them are very, very fun. Um, and so check all those out. Uh, our Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is Dunstan. Nope. Du- Instagram is Dunstan Checks Men. <laughs>
0: there it is. Twitter is Twitter?
1: Majestic Hotel NY.
0: There we go. We know how to brand. We do. Branding is what we are good at. Um, Rate and review us on, uh, you know, that one app. You know, the one. Um, Give us five stars. And uh, in it, in the text of your review, so you give us five stars. Mm -hmm. And then instead of talking about the show, in the text of your review, tell us what your favorite kind of weasel is. Oh, do you know what the name is like the official name for just like a a classic weasel no what it's the least weasel
1: that's the name yeah the least weasel
0: the least weasel
1: that's odd
0: it is odd it's extremely odd (laughs) anything else
1: I I think that's that about wraps
0: it up alright so remember Dunstan is spelled with a U fuck
1: and we're checking out To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve, where a small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew and I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that We're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic From Beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua.
0: This podcast is a part of the BenView
1: Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenViewNetwork.com.